Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to The Big Thing. It's Wednesday. We got a lot to talk about, man. Uh, Steven Yoon apparently leaves the new Marvel project. Um, we also have some Star Wars news. The new Ray movie director says some stuff that a lot of people say, cool. A lot of people say, uh-oh. So we'll talk about that. Um, speaking of Star Wars, there was a Clone Wars animation that was done, fan animation that was done um, based off the Revenge of the Sith Battle of the Heroes that we watched and we're going to talk about. And there's a bunch of other stories that we'll get into today. It's myself and Steph Sabra. Hit that button, subscribe to the channel, help us get to 200,000 faster than we got to 100. You guys are part of the conversation. You're part of the community. We try to answer as much as we can inside of the comments section. So make sure you do that. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and speaking of Star Wars, speaking of uh, animated and live-action television, Bo-Katan herself, Katie Sackhoff. I'm producing her show, Blah, 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 with Katie Sackhoff. We are back. You can go to her channel. We just had an episode with Glenn Howerton from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and Blackberry. So you can go and, um, and check that out. Now, all right, without any further ado, let's get to it. It's the big thing. It's me and Steph. Here we go. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Big thing Wednesday. It's myself, Christian Harloff, Steph Sabra. Hello. Hello. And we have a fun show for you guys today. I'm excited to talk about it. There's a lot of different things that we're going to talk about. Um, we just watched that animation, The Clone Wars. We'll just get into that to start. We look kind of fresh off of that. I'm going to do. I'm going to do another reaction to it, and I'm just going to break it down. I always tell people I don't. I don't. I've never, and I will never like pretend that I'm watching it for the first time. I know a lot of people do that. I know. That's so weird. I can't do it. I can't no, do I it. No, I can't do that either. Every time I, if I, if I wind up seeing something that I'm like, oh, I want to react to it. I just tell people up top, like, oh, look, I saw, I saw it already. And right. I'm just going to watch it again. I've never once heard someone go, oh, you've watched it already. I'm not watching this yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They go, thanks for telling me. Right. And then I want to see what your yeah, reaction is to it. Yeah. I can't even repeat the same things twice. No. Like I, it feels very unnatural. It feels super unnatural. And it's just like, I, I would rather tell you, hey, yeah, I've seen this already. I want to watch it again. And I'm going to play through some of, the, some of the cool things. And, and because I probably have a better analysis of it the second time. Yeah. Something like this. Yeah. So I'm going to be doing that. I'm going to do it again. Um, so you guys can check out whenever the hell I do that. And that's the <laughs> other thing. I don't know when I'm going to do it. So we just watched it. And I told you about it before, and we started a little late, and Steph was nice enough to push back some of her, her plans in order to watch it. What did you think of it? It's amazing. Yeah, it is, it's so it? heartbreaking. Yeah. I, it's the most. It's, Were you wiping tears? I got a little tearful. I saw that. I like yeah, that. because it's still the most depressing character arc to mm -hmm. me of all time. Sure. I'll never get over it. And and it's interesting because it's like in theory it's the most depressing, but I think in practice this mm -hmm. did it a little bit better. It's kind of what I was talking about with the Ahsoka series is that there's moments of the Ahsoka series that I remember saying this to you that in animation, 
it probably would have played a lot better than it did in live action. And people are like, well, no, if it's good in animation, it'll be good in live action. There are certain things that you can do in animation because when you're watching something in live action, you're like, well, that feels like it's animated or it feels it, it, mm -hmm. it takes you away. But when it is animated and they're able to do something with the movements and there's certain, even what I always found silly, and this is, as I know, a me thing, but there's a part in Revenge of the Sith that they echo in this scene where they're fighting and at the very end, Anakin kind of does this thing where he's trying to catch his balance. In the live action, it kind of it's kind of silly to me. He's like, "Whoa!" He's on the strings. Yeah, and it just looks silly. This it looks like he's trying to catch his balance, and like there's certain even some of the lines, and and it's nothing against Hayden. I think it was the direction of it, where he even when he screams, "I hate you!" It's like, "I hate you!" And in this, it's like it's it really is heartbreaking. And no, I love that scene in Revenge of the Sith. I really I do, do too. There are moments of it though that because of even the my per, the perfect example for the animated side of it. The the droids yeah. that are flying around in, in the live action. Right. Looks like animated stuff happening. And it kind of it does it it feels there's this really dramatic moment happening and there's this like it almost feels like they, oh they're trying to show you the kid stuff still. Not in this. This is this is really brutal. It also goes to show that you can recreate something and put it like like people will be like, well, they don't need to do that for the Clone Wars series because they already did it in live action. Yeah, but it it adds so much. I thought these guys did a fantastic job. They I can't believe people can just do yeah. stuff like this from their own home and it's better than a lot of what we see from full-on networks and million dollar productions. Right. It's so cool. But it looks amazing. Like I would think Star Wars put that out. It looked it they definitely mimicked and were able to replicate exactly, exactly what made the Clone Wars special. Yeah, You know what it made me think of? I want, and I hope, uh, first of all, I hope that they watch this show, this one, because uh, please do a What If series. Because oh, be yeah. because Disney's never going to do it. Please do a What of If Star series. Of Star Wars. Because, mm -hmm. yeah. I want That'd to be, be sick. You know what made me think of it, too? Hmm. Because I always, even with this, I'm always, Obi-Wan such a dick. He's like, let's let his friend burn. Yeah, that, yes. Cut his head off. Right, you know, and like, and what? It, what if they had a scene where he just walks up and he just cuts his head off? I'm sorry, I have to do this. I gotta do yeah. this. You're dead, and I'm like, here's you're here's, burning to death, my guy. You're dead, and and then it's you watch is he Obi Wan is especially when you couple it with the Obi Wan series, the most irresponsible and probably worst Jedi of all time. <laughs> he has a chance to kill this guy twice. First time he doesn't do, he lets lets the guy burn. Thinks he's just gonna die, doesn't let it happen. He's like, oops, I guess he lived. Then he's got the guy dead to rights in the uh, in the new series. Uh, then my real friend, then my friend is dead and walks away again. What are you doing? <laughs> then my friend is dead. Yeah, it is an interesting choice because I think him yelling "I hate you" is very effective, but it's also like that. Uh, usually, when you do a fake a supposed death or the person supposed to think someone's dead, they stop talking. Right. He was clearly alive. He's still ah, ah. Oh, he's like, and he burned to death. He's trying to survive. Yeah. I loved you. Oh, you did? Then put a lightsaber in my head. <laughs> yeah, chop my head off. Yeah, if you love me, put me out of my misery kill instead me. of letting me burn to death. Actually kill me. Yeah, right. And he doesn't. It's and savage. It's, it, it is. And then he doesn't do it again at the end. He just lets him suffer again. He's like, I got you dead again. Now nah, I'm going to let your kid do it this time. It's like. It's it, the Obi Wan character is, is I love him, but he's flawed to hell, and, he, and he's, he, is. he is not a good Jedi. <laughs> he's not, people are like, oh, he's one of the best. He is not. He has made some. <laughs> the war could have been over four times with this guy. 
guy. Yeah. 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 He loves Anakin. That's why I go back to that Obi-Wan series, and it's like, one, in the same way that I think that the Ahsoka, that moment with Sabine, where she uses the Force, okay, fine, she uses the Force, and then five minutes later, she's chucking Ezra off to the side. Going, oh, yeah, now I can, I can, I'm confident enough that I can use the Force and do this after learning it five minutes ago, as opposed to Ezra going, now I trust you. Throw me. And she's like, no, I can't. I just <laughs> yeah. learned how to do this. Right. I trust you. And then she does it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Little tweaks. Yeah. In the same way with the Obi-Wan series, when her invader at the end, and he's like, this time I got to take him out. I had him last time. You have that flash. I was just like, I should have taken him out. And then you're almost like making uh, amends for the fact that he left him there to burn. I did this last time. I can. He goes to swing. And a bunch of ships come in, and uh, you know, Tie Fighters, and start blasting through, and he's got to take off. Right, can't. right. That that quick. That's it, true. Then there's a reason why he's like, he's my. He, you can still say, well, then my friend is dead, and pick up the saber and go to take him out. Yeah, yeah. And it's like little things like that. He walks away. It's like, well, what are you doing? Yeah. Irresponsible. He doesn't want to see it. It's his homie. Not anymore. He just told him it isn't. <laughs> yeah. But it literally saying, you're not my homie anymore. But I'm still going to let you live. I loved you, past tense. Yeah. I saw you kill a whole bunch of people. I was sitting back and I watched you murder and slaughter a whole bunch of villagers. I want you to do that again. Right. For the next, like, you know, 10 years. Yeah, just let your yeah. reign. I'm going to train your kid, even though I'm training this one right now. I'm going to forget about her completely, even though we have more of a bond than me and this kid, this other kid. I'm going to I'm gonna train her, even though she's running around the woods like Benny Hill. And then I'm going to go, I'm going to go and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to train him later. Forget about her. Just forget about it. Maybe maybe if he brings me a message from her, I'll go, yeah, 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 I kind of remember her. <laughs> Stupid writing. That writing yeah, on that show that is abysmal. true. It is like they use, they, I think they take for granted that Ewan McGregor is one of the best actors. Yeah. And so they're like, we just need Obi to be the greatest plot device of Star Wars. But it goes back and then we can kind of transition into this new movie. But it's like, it's this, here you go, eat this, Star Wars fans. Right. Oh, la, 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 la. right. But they're not gonna we're not doing that anymore. And it's clearly, and this goes back, this goes into this story that that just came out uh today. So this is Dark Horizons. The new Jedi Order is going to be very special, says director of the film. From the moment it seems a new from the moment it seems the next Star Wars film to make it to cinemas will be that of New Jedi Order. The film set roughly 15 years after the events of the Rise of Skywalker. Pakistani-Canadian filmmaker Sharmin Aboid-Chinoy, who did Ms. Marvel, is helming the project, which will see Daisy Ridley return to the role of Rey in a movie being penned by Peaky Blinders creator Stephen Knight. The story sees Rey assuming the role of a mentor to some promising young students. The filming was originally rumored to begin in April next year at Pinewood Studios in the United Kingdom before strike-related delays pushed back the start date. Obey Chinoy recently appeared on CNN and was asked about the movie, and she said, I'm very thrilled about the project because I feel we're about to create is something very special. And we're in 2024 now, and it's about time that we had a woman come forward to shape a story in a galaxy far, far away. That confirms that despite the setbacks, the project isn't hitting any serious issues and that Obed Chinoy is still very much working on the project. The project will mark the first time that a woman has directed a Star Wars movie, not including the seemingly scrapped Rogue Squadron, which Patty Jenkins was slated to helm. Ridley started stated back in November that she knew the storyline for the film, but was waiting to read a script. It is slated for May 22nd, 2026. Okay, so there's a lot here, and I talked to Steph about this before we went on the air. I like her a lot as a director. Me too. I really do. And I like what she did as Ms. Marvel. Me and too. I love Stephen Knight and what he's... Yeah, I think that's a good pairing. Great pairing. Um, I think that 
it goes back to the PR problem at Lucasfilm. Mm -hmm. I think there's a PR problem. I think that you have to, because even there's so much inside of that statement that I think is um, necessary to happen. I think there's an, it's it's fantastic that it is happening. There's a lot of great in that statement. There's a lot of stuff inside of that statement that was not well thought out. The first is the first woman to craft a Star Wars story. She didn't say director. She said first woman to craft a Star Wars or the Star Wars universe or the, the exact quote was, we're in 2024 now and it's about time that we had a woman come forward to shape a story in a galaxy far, far away. Kathleen Kennedy has been shaping stories since 2012 for Lucasfilm. Right. Um, you know, there there are, there. I mean, D Deborah Chow has shaped a story in a galaxy far, far away. Bryce Dallas Howard has shaped a story in a galaxy far, far away. So I, the intent was the first female director right. who is directing, which should have happened a while of ago, a was going to happen, uh, in a, of a movie. It's like you've got, with the way that the internet will pick apart everything you <laughs> say, you have to have a PR person say, nail this, do that. And some people are like, well, no, she shouldn't have to. Yes, you should. And the reason why, this isn't politics. This isn't... I'm on CNN, so I'm going to say this per thing because we're going to get our votes from our party, and our party's going to do this. Who gives a shit what that party says? That's what happens in politics a lot of times, even though maybe they shouldn't, but that's what happens. In movies, you got to still understand we're in a business here. Right. We're in a business. So is it very important that a woman is directing Star Wars? Yes. Is she a great storyteller? Yes. Is Stephen Knight a fantastic writer and is this going to be if if they do this movie right could it redeem a lot of the things that went wrong with the original trilogy the the last trilogy yes but show me on the screen mm -hmm. show me on the screen what you're going to do because i believe you're going to do it show me on the screen don't say that stuff up top don't say like because you know how touchy right now people are because people are waiting for you to say things so they can make hate videos and make these things and it's going to hurt your product they go well let them let them go out there and scream and make their videos there is a very strong portion that is getting tired of certain things that are being said as far as whether they call it agenda or they call it, um, because there is force to stuff sometimes. I don't think this is it. I think this is important. I think she was the, she could be the right person for the job. I haven't seen a movie yet. But you gotta be careful inside of these things because there are still people waiting for this franchise to fail. Mm -hmm. And if they say, I'm not going to see this because this person's saying this now, it's more Disney pushing this, more Disney pushing that. Show me on the fucking screen. Right. That's that's all I'm saying. Because if she crushes it first, if she crushes it, and it's a great movie, and all these new characters just come in and people are like, oh, I can't really, what the hell can I say about that? It's really doing well. The box office, it's an awesome movie. I can put my hate out there, but it's doing really, really well. And then she comes out and she goes, I am glad that I'm the first female director to put this movie out, to do this. We made these choices. We featured these strong people. We did this. We did that. After you have the receipts of the of the success of it, you gotta be you have you have to. We live in an era now where you have to be conscious of this stuff. Yeah, it's not left versus right in movies, and it shouldn't be. Right, because if it is, you're going to lose business. Right. Well, also, it's like unless that's what the movie is about. If it is about, and I know there's under of course underlying politics right. in and. 
theory in Star Wars. That's what it is. But it's not for votes, like you were saying. It's it's a movie. It's entertainment. It's right. about telling a story. Yeah, I think it's they have definitely a PR problem. It is interesting that she led with this, and because I do think that she has the stats that can back this, and she every I loved her work in Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel is probably my favorite Marvel series in a while. I still like it's very well developed. Yeah, I still like the Wandavision the best, and Loki. It's hard. Loki season two yeah. is so good, yeah. but Miss Marvel is up there. It really, really warmed my heart. And what I was saying with the pairing with the Peaky Blinders writer, I think that's perfect yeah. for that tone that I want them to go with. But it's interesting because I think that we're past this point of announcing ourselves and we should just show it because there are dick wads that are like you know like they saw the black actress playing in percy jackson they're like i'm not gonna watch it because she's not the character which is like okay you're just she didn't even say anything just wait till she's on screen she's a great actress you're a jerk and then there's people that i feel like are just getting alienated and i don't necessarily blame them for like the constant need to bring identity politics into everything and i think she doesn't need to do that and that's and that's and that's what it is it's and and i'll make it clear i don't think there was necessarily you could read because people could bounce back on my statement and go well i don't think it was such a political statement what she said she was just saying that it's a good thing that you know we have a woman shaping and the answer that yes it is it is she's not the first and again her words were 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 not accurate i know mm-hmm. what she was trying to say but her words were not accurate in the same way that kathleen kennedy said that one point that like we don't have uh stories in canon we don't have these we don't have books and novels and things like that and what she was saying was that it wasn't created from that it wasn't george didn't create it from novels and books and video games he created as the way harry potter was created from novels right it was it was but the statement wasn't made correctly. And there's a tons of people who do that shit. Like, I mean, James Gunn said it about whether it was the flash or other things. People say this stuff all the time and you got to be careful what you say because of where we are, the social media aspect of it. And we cling to it. Right. So no, it wasn't necessarily like, this is what it's going to be. It's going to be a, a full, you know, on um, uh, men is bad and this and that. No, she didn't say any of that, but she, when she's out there saying what, instead of, saying you know this is going to be the first craft of this and this and that and this and that just say we're very excited to do this movie i can't wait i'm, I'm absolutely say that what you know the fact that she was the first uh, female director you should wear that as a badge you absolutely should wear that as a badge because if and i believe that's what she was saying um i agree with the statement it is it's, it's been a it's they haven't had one woman direct i always thought Catherine bigelow at one point i was against the Catherine bigelow idea of her doing it, because as much as I love Zero Dark Thirty, and I think at the time I said, I just don't know if she's gonna care enough about it. Mm-hmm. But she's such a, and Zero Dark Thirty is such a good movie. You give her a story, and then you look at, she, um, the Tony Gilroy of it all also makes me go, Catherine Billy, Bigelow would've been a fantastic um, director to do this. Right. So it could've happened a long time ago. But like, as you said, as I said earlier, show me on the screen. Yeah. Just show me on the screen and that way just shove it in their faces. You've got such a good team and you can make this in, in developing the characters the way that you do. Like, I'm excited for her movie. I'm right. excited to see what she's going to do. But like, you can't, because right now Disney's in a spot where they have to appease. It, they're, they're, a, they're a mass audience company. They're a mass, whether they, whether, whatever their politics are as a company, they're a mass audience company. 
So you have to, you have to appease the mass audience. And the mass audience does not share everyone's point of views. And as you said, right or wrong, people get tired of particular pushes. Right. It's not even about what I necessarily agree with. Obviously, I think it's awesome that we're having a woman. Of course director. it is. Of course it's about time. But there's also people like, you know, Deborah Chow like, has some of our favorite episodes mm -hmm. written in and, or directed. And she's amazing. Bryce Dallas Howard, the same thing. And I think that uh, we it's not about right or wrong. It's about like. I just want people to shut up about it. And, and do for it. the same just do it. reason and the fans, I want them to shut up yeah. about like, oh, Ray right. was a Ray was Mary a Sue. Mary right. Sue, like whatever. And like you're using this character that has that still hatred towards right. it. And now you're adding to that. It's just not a smart business move, is what I'm saying. It, it right. And that's and that's what it comes down to is if you're Disney, you want to try, and especially if you're Lucasfilm, you want to try to get it back in the way that the Mandalorian did. Mm -hmm. the Mandalorian's got a lot of diversity. The Mandalorian has a lot of, and, and non-forced. Yeah. It's, it's. I mean, shit, man. Pedro Pascal, the lead. Um, you've got, as you mentioned, Deborah Chow directed a ton of the episodes. Um, Bo-Katan. Bo I mean, there's, ton, there's tons, yeah. but, but in the first like season that came in, it felt it was this thing where that kind of Ahsoka. united, yeah. But it, but it united the fan base. Mm -hmm. It united them the, the, in a way that it was like, oh, you have this kind of original trilogy kind of feel to it. It blends in elements of the prequels that people loved, and it has, and it's just telling Star Wars stories. And that's the thing that they're trying to capture again. And that's what works. And you can do everything inside of this. Right. You can do everything and make it really work because, as you said, like the the Ray people are looking. People are going to bitch no matter what. Right. You're, even if you make a good movie, there are going to be those people yeah, that are going to hate. And now especially. Now especially. Because that's what that's ultimately where I'm coming from here. This movie is – because Star Wars needs a, a win, in, especially with movies. It needs a win. I – of course, I want this movie to be the best movie since Empire. Yeah. I want every movie to be good. I want every Star Wars movie to be good. If you're a Star Wars fan, you want it to be good. Like you don't want it – like. Even if you hated these statements, if you hated them, like hate, and you're a Star Wars fan, you still want the movie to be good mm -hmm. if you're a Star Wars fan. Because you can say, because most people that do the hate videos, they want it to be bad and they want to be able to, because that's how they're going to sell their videos, right? But if you're a real Star Wars fan, what you want to do is, because if a movie stinks, then you're going to say a movie stinks. You can't be the everything is awesome crew and you can't do, yeah, that's the best movie ever. When it's like, the movie has problems, stinks. Um, but if it's, awesome and it really is good you got to be able to say look at that they finally did it they made them like in the same way that the Mandalorian season one did you're like whoa they made they, they made it they did it it's still possible um and I think and then look I know that there's a lot of people that feel the exact opposite of me and think that Star Wars is in fine shape and think and love all the stuff that they're doing and that's fine I'm not one of those people um but I do think that this if you just put out the movie now people are going to be waiting for this thing to be bad. Be, a, a, a portion. A, a portion, portion yeah. are going to be waiting for this thing to be bad. And it's not fair to anyone involved. It's not fair to her. It's not fair to Daisy Ridley. It's, I mean, but what they're going to say is, oh, we knew this was going to happen. They were just going to hate anyway. And it's not just that. You got it, it, You're trying to sell a movie. And you want to make a billion dollars. This is not the way to this is not the way to go about it. Yeah, they need a the PR team is you what they totally need, need a PR team because I feel like they said make sure you mention that you're the first, but first female director. Yeah. 
say that again, badge of honor, mm -hmm. and it should be, and then let people bitch about that. Mm -hmm. Of course, she's saying she's the first female director. Yeah, because she is. She is. That's the badge of honor. But, yeah. when, but as I said, you're going to pick apart those people. Those same people are going to go, oh, she says she's the first female ever craft a story. Wait a minute. Kathleen, I guess you're saying Kathleen Kennedy didn't do shit, huh? You're saying it too. You're giving them ammo. Right. You're giving them ammo. Right. So I don't know. I think that we could all be, maybe we're just blowing hot air over here. What do you guys think? Do you think that this is uh this is like is it something that will affect the box office? Is it not? Very curious to hear what you guys think because it does play into like we were just talking about like Rachel Ziegler. Same type of thing, right? I like Rachel Ziegler as an actress. I do I love her. And I don't give a shit when people when if you say that, Bill, oh you like oh, you like what she says, didn't say that. Said like her as an actress. Same thing. There's certain times that people like and I, I stand by the fact that Twitter, you can say whatever you want on Twitter. doesn't mean that everyone's going to agree with you. doesn't mean sometimes that you should. But when I saw something recently about um, musicians, musicians who were, who were talking politics and they shouldn't talk politics and they shouldn't do this and they shouldn't do that. If you're following me, well, first of all, mu with musicians, I mean, Bob Dylan, I mean, a bunch of people have been singing about politics for years. So musicians, are different. musicians have always been singing about politics in this one particular Reporters they're like writing they their music. Right. And inside of that, and it's always been so music I don't agree with when people are going, Well, you shouldn't you shouldn't talk politics and you shouldn't sing about politics. What are you talking about? That's like what the, the people were talking about, like rage against the machines. Like it's all rage against yeah. the machine was. Um but if you follow if, if it's an actress who you follow you watch, I should say, in uh Marvel, and you just want you don't you're not watching her or his shows. For political opinions. And then you start following them on Twitter and they start tweeting about politics. And then you write, I don't follow you on Twitter for your politics. I follow you because I want to hear you talk about Marvel. Well, fuck you. Right. It's you, it's their personal page. That's where they're allowed to do it, whether you agree with the stuff that they're saying or not. So with Rachel Zegler, the problem is that interview that she gave about the Snow White thing, it was on D23 press line. Right, that is connected to the movie itself, and people are excited about Snow White. And there are certain things that she said in the Snow White stuff that I don't agree with. Somebody wrote back and like, like well, no, it is dated. Yeah, it, it dated in regards to nineteen thirty-seven or thirty-nine, whenever it came out, as opposed to now. Yes, but the idea of true love is not dated. Mm -hmm. And I think that also there was someone on TikTok who wrote back and said that that there are some. Women, because she said, like, today Star, uh, Snow White will be a leader. Snow White will be this. And she said, not all women want to be leaders. A lot do. Not all, not all do. Not all men want to be leaders. And so to... And shouldn't. And both sides. Uh -huh. Most people Absolutely. There are a lot of leaders out there, men or women, that you're right. going, no, 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 yeah, no. Yeah. Let's go. What, what if they were not leaders? Right, right. 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 <laughs> so... I don't know. It's just a it it's it's a tricky thing because you look at and the reason I bring Snow White up is because they pushed it all the way into 2025. Mm -hmm. Because it was supposed to come out, I think, like in March. That movie would have would have done very poorly, and it might next still, to Dune, yeah, next to Dune, but also still people people remember for a select amount of time. Now the question when 2025 comes out because of the internet, do people start resurfacing? The interview again? Do they start surfacing the stuff with her? And does it does it hurt the box office by the time it comes out? I, I don't know, but it just as you mentioned, you have to understand that this is a business. 
It's a business, and you got to be careful of what you say because you can cost your the studio millions, billions of dollars. Right. The part that I I didn't watch the full interview with her, but from what I've heard about it, what's the I I agree because we've been talking about you have to be smart about what you're saying, but I also am like she didn't write this script, so she is going off the story that she was given. Which don't you think you would be repping that? It's sure you. I feel like she kind of fell into a trap. You could rep it, but it's also it wasn't just that. It was almost like the reason that there was such a pushback on her statements was that it was it almost it was the way whether she was intended or not. It was kind of targeted at people. If you did like that movie, then there's something wrong with you. The prince is a stalker. You know, true love is not a good thing. She doesn't need to find love, and it's like, oh, well, am I wrong for liking that movie? That's what a lot of people felt. And that that's that's what it was. It was almost like this kind of vitriol for the for the original and the original the the son or or grandson of the of the creator of the of the original or whatever it might have been. Um, he was he just said totally said this comments are horrendous mm. and like and there was there was rumors that Disney had a talking to her. It's a different thing when you say, look, we love like same thing we're just talking about with this statement. Love the original. It did so much for for Disney back in the day. There were a couple things that we thought that maybe don't line up with the times today, but we really are excited to have our original version of it, where uh, you know Snow White is uh, in this version. She's going to be you know uh, this, or she's going to be this, and and I can't wait because again, th- don't don't throw shade at the old one because yeah. you've got fans from the yeah. old ones. You're kind of you're taking those I fans, and you're pushing them to the side. That's the type of stuff. There are ways again, PR. Don't the number one rule, no matter what you do, don't shit on the original. Yeah, say some nice things about the original. Do this, of course. So it's like, and uh, you know, but I also don't believe in throw someone over because because there is this political kind of war going on that with movie political in general, but then it then it is blended into movies. The second you do something like that, now you are public enemy number one, at least for a little while to the side that hates you in general, and now you've given them ammo, and you're never gonna get back on their good side, no matter what now. I don't think that's fair, on both sides. I don't think that's fair. I think there are things that you can say sometimes, and depending- She's also really young. She's young, she's like 24 years old, yeah. or whatever she is too, but but the same thing for her is that she's playing, I thought she was very good in Hunger Games. I, I loved her. I thought she was great in Hunger Me Games. Me too. And I, love, and I loved her in West Side Story. Yes. I don't think her comments were great, but I'm not going to boycott her movies. Right. You know, it's like the same thing. There are people that are sometimes, look, there are tons of people that make stupid statements that I've seen, and I'm going, I don't know if I'd really like that person if I talked to them, but that performance was damn good, and I believe that that character was that person. I can separate. Not everybody can separate, but I can separate. Well, yeah, especially when you're not saying something like completely foul that like questions or hurts someone's entire right. existence. Right. Then it's like then we're just talking about opinions. And I'm not I am so against the she didn't say he didn't say exactly what I wanted them to say. Right. Therefore, I hate you. That's yeah. that's crazy. It's crazy. Like there are people now that are legit going to boycott the Star that's Wars crazy. movie who love Star Wars. Right. We're going to boycott it because of those comments. I don't think the comments were thought out well. Of course, I'm going to see the movie. Of course, I want it to be good. Yes. I want it to be good. I want it to. I want it to start a new, like because Dave Filoni again is apparently the head of the creative. I want him to succeed with his first movie coming out. I want Lucasfilm to succeed 
for this to come out. I want Star Wars to continue. I want it to be like, oh, people are excited about Star Wars again. Of course. I don't care about statements that I don't necessarily agree with mm -hmm. or think that they should have been. Well, I shouldn't say I don't agree with it because I do agree with the intent of what she was trying to say. I don't agree in the presentation of, of the way that it was brought up. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean I'm not going to see the movie. Yeah. You know, if I, if I was, you know, it's just like you have to, you got to understand in general that I know, I understand, this is where the politics really hurts business in general, because you're going to say, well, we don't care what those people think. We don't care what they think. We don't care what they think. Well, who are you trying to sell tickets to? Why are you spending $200 million then? Don't spend $200 million. Spend way less. If you're just going to go after one audience, then then do one. And And that doesn't mean... Don't cast who you're going to cast. Just make a good movie. Right. Cast who you're going to cast and make it a good movie. I don't give a shit. I don't care who's in it. Just make it a good movie and don't make it forced. If it fits, it fits. Same thing with John Boyega got such bullshit when he was cast because he was a black stormtrooper. Yeah. How the fuck do you know that there weren't black stormtroopers? <laughs> dumb. He's one of the best actors right now. Yeah, because those were those were dummies. Just who, dumb. Yeah, those were dummies who were like, "Well, the the clones weren't black. Well, they weren't clones. Dumb. Right. They were, they were the regular second era people. of clones. Right. And he got clones. Yeah. And this, so he gets cast, and people are like, "Oh, they just want to put a black person in there. Dumb. The guy was a fantastic actor. Attack the block. Ruined. They ruined his character in the writing, but that wasn't his fault. He was Finn was absolutely just." Oh, I thought you might in Attack the Block. I was like, Attack no, no, the no, block no, no, no. Attack the Block is rock <laughs> in the in Star Wars. In right, Star Wars. right, right, Ruined right, 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 right. Ruined him. Like he yes. went, he had an arc, and then they set him right back, and then like, oh, we'll give him the Force. And but that's my favorite. My favorite. We laugh about it all the time. Ray got a secret. What's the secret? Oh my! I'll tell you later. Was you going to tell him in this movie? Finally, man. Please let him tell him in this movie. Right. Please. I 15 need, years later. Yes. What is it? And hopefully he, I, I don't think he'll come back. But he's going to be in it. If, okay, I, if he I, was a Jedi. I bet you he's Just in Just make him a Jedi. Give us some sort of win. But I'm with you. And it's interesting because I was talking about this with my mom. She was like, it's so weird that they're like, oh, all of this first, first, first. But in the 90s, all we watched was black family sitcoms. Right. Re like, really? That was my family's favorite shows. Family Matters. Family Matters, Martin, yeah. Moesha, oh, sure. um, Sister, Sister, That's So Raven, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like so many. And um, it was a different world past your time. What? Different world was that past your time? Uh, yeah, past yeah. my time. Okay. But that was different worlds I think there's like Taraji P. Henson brings yeah. up great problems in equity and actual money that I think is still really messed up for minorities and women. But I do think in terms of like representation, although there's not everything we want there has been like some key key people in my life at least a major change yeah. that have always been people of color sure. and so i think that um we should just show it now yes and just do the thing <laughs> well because that's a great point because the thing is for a while it was like no one was even trying to try diversity no one was even trying right right in there, major blockbusters no one was ever no there was you go back and you look no one was trying mm -hmm. and that's clearly not the case now. Mm -hmm. And as you say, just if you put good stuff out, people will, they have to shut their mouths. They have to shut their mouths. But if you continue to do certain things and your box office sucks because of it, you're given ammo. You're given ammo. So there is a lot, there's a lot of times that sometimes it's, it works. There's a lot of times that you just, just show up and do 
do the work because these are these are people that are very talented. Like I'm telling you, Ms. Ms. Marvel, people are like, well, that show didn't do very well. That also that goes back to the first part of it. People didn't want to see it because they automatically they see a family of color, they see they go, I don't know, I'm not gonna be interested. I saw this trailer and I said more so, I think this might be for my daughter. I'm gonna watch it with her. And I didn't watch one episode with my daughter. I watched the whole thing by myself because I was so locked into the family and it was inviting. The show was inviting. I felt like I wanted to be eating the food with the family. Yeah. I wanted to learn about the culture. I didn't care about the superhero stuff. And that's a testament to her. Mm. And that's why I'm hopeful about this. Because I'm hopeful that she, like, Godzilla minus one. We both love it. <sighs> so good. Because you cared about the characters. Make me care. And with Stephen Knight, make me care and you will so you don't need to say certain things on on the on any program much less and being on like you know um cnn will also you know that it yeah. seems like a political as soon as you show. said that i was like that's interesting that that's her major interview and, and it could be me not looking hard enough but of all the interviews she could have done i'm sure she did other ones but yeah. to make the statement there it's funny yeah yeah that's very political it, yeah that's the thing. You're gonna make you're making a statement on a political network, and it's automatically gonna be taken on as political, whether you meant it as political or mm -hmm. not. So, so much already. Movie hasn't even come out. That's the other, that's the last point I'll make about this. Last point is this: the movie will also come out in about two years from now. People will have other things to bitch about at the time than this statement. Yeah, you put out a good trailer. People go, okay, looks pretty good. I don't know. What's your casting like? What's, you know, who who, who are you going to put in these? Who are the new characters? What's it look like it's going to be? Like, right now, it's coming off of, we're in a heated time right now in general. In 2026, who knows what it's going to be like as far as landscape of how people are with each other. Who knows? The fucking aliens are or here. Or Star by Wars with the shows and everything. Everything. Who knows? The aliens. <laughs> they could, yep. Who knows? But when it comes to it, people will have forgotten about this for sure. As you said, as I said, just show us. Mm -hmm. Show me a good trailer. Show me good characters. All right, before we move on, got to tell you about Rocket Money and Trade Coffee. Both my faves. Here we go. Hey, Rocket Money. How much do you guys think that you're paying a month on subscriptions? Yeah, that's what I thought. Most people think they're hey, 80 bucks. 82 bucks? Yeah, right. You're paying closer to around 200 bucks. And that is why I use Rocket Money. What is Rocket Money, Christian? Thank you for asking. I'm going to tell you, me. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and it helps you lower your bills. And it's all in one place. It has over 5 million users and counting. Rocket Money has helped save its customers an average of $720 a year and $1 billion in total savings so far. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way. Go to rocketmoney.com slash thing. That's rocketmoney.com slash thing. Rocketmoney.com slash thing. Trade coffee, baby. 
and Trade Coffee is here to help you do more in 2024. You need Trade if you want to hit the ground running with your New Year's goals. Trade is a subscription service that sources the best coffee across the country, and it brings it right to your doorstep. They've built relationships with over 55 local roasters so you can enjoy their craft from the comfort of your own home. There's multiple ways to experience coffee with Trade. You sign up for a subscription or try one of their starter packs today. I love the medium roast, and they sent me the Peugeotto from the Brazil brand. Oh my God, oh my God, I love it. I drink it every day, guys, drink it every day. And I, you know, I've been talking about trade forever. I've been talking about trade forever. And I'm so glad that they're back. I've been using them forever. And now they're back on the show. I mean, you will, I mean, if you were in this studio, every time people walk into this studio, like it smells wonderful because I always have trade coffee brewing every single time. I love it. I love the smell of it, the way it tastes, I love all of it. It's amazing. So jumpstart this year by signing up for a trade subscription. Right now, Trade is offering a free bag with select subscription plans when you visit drinktrade.com slash big thing. Easy. Drinktrade.com slash big thing for a free bag with select subscription plans. Drinktrade.com slash big thing. Very excited to have them both back and have you guys have the opportunity to benefit off using our codes here to get both Rocket Money and Trade. Rocket Money will help you out, man, with your financials. Helps me out tremendously, keeps me on track. And then Trade Coffee, Steph loves Trade Coffee. Yes, I do. You love the smell of it, it's just yeah. amazing too. Um, I now have learned how to say my favorite coffee that they send me, Peugeot. Uh-huh. That's from Brazil, Peugeot. Probably saying that wrong, but I think that I said it right, Peugeot. Sounds it, good. Oh, it's delicious and it really smells good. So you guys, go ahead, check that out. It helps out the show and you guys get some wonderful benefits. Um, all right, next thing here, we're probably, you know, we covered a lot already in those stories, but I want to get to the Stephen Yoon story. All right, Stephen Yoon exits Thunderbolts. Uh-oh, The Walking Dead, burning, and Invincible star Stephen Yoon has dropped out of the Marvel Studios team-up film Thunderbolts. Yoon was first linked to the film back in February, but to date, Marvel has never officially announced his role, which was supposed to be the character Sentry. The project would have seen Yoon reunite with the same writing directing team on his acclaimed 2023 Netflix series Beef. With the writers and the actors' strikes severely impacting the film's production, the production has yet to begin filming and it's likely scheduling issues for the in demand Yoon where it came into play. The film's cast includes Florence Pugh, Sebastian Stan, Wyatt Russell, David Harbour, uh, Olga Korolenko, uh, and yada yada, and a lot of other people. Harrison Ford as Thunderbolt Ross. Filming on the project is now expected to begin around March, April, ahead of a July 25th, 2025 release. Yoon will be seen in Mickey 17 and Love Me coming up. Uh, I agree with this 100% where I think this is nothing but scheduling problems. I think that's it. I mean, some people are like, oh, he knows Marvel stinks now, so he dropped. Marvel's still a big paycheck. <laughs> Marvel's still a big paycheck. Yeah. And if Thunderbolts can be the turnaround for them, why wouldn't you be part of it? But I totally agree with them. He's in demand. Yeah, I love him. Yeah. And he's going to be in a Bong Joon-ho film, and the last major Bong Joon-ho film won the Oscar. Right. So <laughs> I think that that's a, a big thing for him. Yeah. But I, yeah, I saw a lot of comments that were like, he probably read the backlash on people not happy with his casting. And it's like, I don't think he cares. Maybe he does because people are hateful and 
rude, but yeah, I don't think he's missing out on a Marvel paycheck if it's anything but scheduling. And Stinky Farts 83 said I shouldn't be in this, so I'm out. uh, Yeah, so he's not going to do it because you're writing from your basement. Like, that's crazy. Crazy. But I do hope he's in something Marvel eventually. Gives him a chance to do some more stuff for sure. Like, you know, and it's. It also opens up like he's someone I would love to see in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see him in that Ray movie. That he would be great in 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 Star Wars. Um, so maybe it opens the door for something like that. Yeah. Right? And and so that's that's like to me, depending on what the role is, I'd love to see him cross over and and because he's got a relationship clearly with them. Right. So yeah, I don't think this is anything except scheduling. Yeah. I really think that that was it. Um, I'm I'm curious to see what else is going to happen. What do you guys think, though? Do you think that this is something else? Do you think he was like, no, Marvel is just on a decline. I'm out, which I don't think a lot of people are going to think. But, hey, who knows? What do you think? If so, state your case. All right, let's do, um, let's do two more. All right. Jordan Peele thinks that his next movie is going to be his favorite movie, Dark Horizons. Get out. Us. Nope, filmmaker Jordan Peele says that his upcoming and currently untitled fourth directorial effort could well become his favorite film to date. The project was previously dated for Christmas Day 2024, but it's been removed from the release calendar due to the strikes, and it's not currently clear when it's going to be released. Peele was on Conan O'Brien, the podcast, and he said, I do feel like my project is clear to me, my next one, and I'm psyched that I have another film that could be my favorite movie if I make it right. Peele added that the 20... Peel added that 2023 was an interesting year for him as he was stuck in a state of listening due to the six-month double strike. The film was one of two movies from his Monkey Paw Productions label that were quietly pulled from the slate on Christmas Day. The other is a horror film that he's only producing, which was slated for late September. Um, so do I think that when you're promoting anything, you should say that it's going to be your favorite and that it's going to be the best? And of, of course. But do I believe him? I do. I think that he's going to be – I said something – people – God, people sometimes you just – it's like right out there. They don't understand what you're saying. What you're saying. What I what I said was there are – the movie star is gone. The movie star that sells tickets is gone. There's yeah. very few – like name a movie star that you think just from their name alone could get people into the theater. Right. It's, yeah, because it's not. Doesn't happen anymore. Brad Pitt can't. George Clooney can't do it. It used anymore. to be Will Smith. He can't do it. Uh, Tom Cruise, he, his his IP can do it, but the movie Mission Impossible didn't do tons of money. Like, so uh, there are no movie stars. People, The Rock, Rock's a lot, a lot of movies that Black Adam. You know that they're just not. So there's tons of movie star like the the like the. The idea of a movie star, right? Like you see them, you're like, oh, that's a movie. Like Tom Cruise is a movie right. star, or like Margot Robbie, but I she's didn't watch Babylon. Star, but she's but she's a movie star, but she she doesn't sell the movie, right? She helps the movie, but she doesn't sell. Like you're not just going there because it's a Margot Robbie movie. That has that's how it used to be. There's oh, there's a new Tom Cruise movie. Let's go see it. What is it? No, no, no. We'll find out when we get there. That that used to happen all the time. It just doesn't happen. I bring that up because directors. They do that now. Uh, Christopher Nolan definitely does that. Scorsese still brings people, brings curiosity, but when you make a $200 million movie, three hours and 45 minutes, uh, you're going to have a loss in the theater. There's just no doubt. Right. About it. And it's always dark. Yeah. So, but content. Yeah. But I mean, but he still, but he still gets people into Tarantino, right? Um, I think that Greta Gerwig's going to start 
doing that for sure. Jordan Peele is one that I put in there, and people are like, how could you put him in the in the in the same rankings as Scorsese? I'm like, because I'm saying his movies are event films. Yeah. When you hear, it's like the way that Shyamalan used to be. When Shyamalan used to have a movie, you're like, oh, Shyamalan, what's it about? I don't know. We'll find out what the twist is. Same thing, Jordan Peele. What's get? What's uh? What's Nope about? I don't know. Could be aliens. I, I don't know. Let's go see it. It's a Jordan Peele movie. That is what I'm talking about. So he's in that position that when he's a, I, I'm pretty excited. He's he's in his prime right now. He's making movies that are that are exciting to him. And he's thinking about it, and he's he's got that thing. So I I believe him. I don't. Why else would he? Why would right. He, he doesn't have a flop to me. No, I didn't love. If I was going to rank it, I would rank Get Out, number one, um, Us, and then Nope. Yeah, that's my ranking, too. Yeah. But I obviously, Get Out's one of the best movies ever. It's really to me. Us, it, I loved. I, I liked it more on the second, second watch. watch. Yeah. Yeah, it, Lupita Nyong'o just so is. So good. It's crazy. Yeah. And I really had a fun time with Nope. And it wasn't, it was good to me. Yeah. It just wasn't, it wasn't Get Out or Us, but it was still really great to me. It wasn't by any means a flop. I enjoyed myself. No, it wasn't a flop. It just, I, th- I think that's another one I might have to revisit. I've only seen it once, but I remember leaving underwhelmed. Yeah. Um. So I do, speaking of Stephen Yoon, right? Uh, he, yeah. was, he was good in that movie. Yeah, he was. Uh, but was it didn't take character. away, going off of what you're saying, I didn't leave that theater going, oh, Jordan Peele, right. one, one hit or two hit wonder. I don't want to see him anymore. Okay, just in a favorite band of yours has a couple great songs and one that's just okay. It's fine. Yeah. What's the next one? Yeah. You know, and the same. Look, look at look at Nolan. We just mentioned Nolan. Oppenheimer. What? Do you watch Oppenheimer yes. yet? Do you love it? Uh, Liked it. I like. I thought it was very interesting. Okay. Um, I loved it. Way more than I liked Tenant. Oh my gosh! Of course, right, you know how I feel about Tenant. Tenant, <laughs> when how many times have you seen Tenant? I can't do it. I know, I know. I saw it three times. Did you watch it with subtitles? No, maybe I should. I can't. I told you, it's like opening an empty box. Yeah, if you do, like the most e- e- greatly wrapped box, and it's, it's empty. It's 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 t- it's t- you got to watch it with subtitles. But I get if you can't go back to it. But Interstellar, one a movie very similar to how I felt like with uh, with us. Interstellar, first time I saw it, I'm like, I don't know if I love that. Now I love it. Yes. Now I love it. Like I've gone back and watched that movie. I want to watch it again. Music's so good. Like it's it's just really well it done. He, his and his just attention oh, to music. detail, everything about it. But what's your favorite Nolan movie, by the way? It's probably Dark Knight. Mine's Inception. It's so good. Inception's Inception. got to be probably my second. Yeah. It is that movie to me changed movies for me because yeah. I. Couldn't it was the first movie where I was like, "What the mm-hmm. hell?" I couldn't believe that someone thought of that and then executed it like that, and really paid attention. His all of his stuff is like stuff that is like if you look at science, if you look at dreams, if you look at things that it's all stuff that comes from like theories and things. That he, and the way that he really puts in detail overall. That's what um, I liked about Oppenheimer, right. because as a Japanese girl, obviously mm. it's like you're when I heard about it, I was like, what the hell is he doing making a movie about this right. and like selling tickets mm-hmm. about it? But the way he did it was, I thought really genius in how he chose to execute it. I agree. And that's why I'm, and I'm, and I'm curious that, you know, how did you feel be, about the fact that they didn't show the bomb? I, I thought that was 
I thought that would have been more, first of all, harder to do in in a way that it's like, as you said, you watch that going, what are you, what are you doing? You don't, like, you don't know the pain. You don't know, like, and he chose not to show it, but he showed it through Oppenheimer's, you know, decision to do that and realize that the destroyer of worlds he had become. Right. Like that was to me uh, that that that's what what I got out of it. But I'm curious as someone from Japanese descent. Yeah, I think that that I don't I would have, I don't think I would have liked if they did that because to me he was really showing that the, obviously he knew what the price could be, but that's not what this the bomb wasn't. He didn't make this intended for J- Japan. Right. And that's and there's so many lines in it there that one of the scientists said, I don't want the culmination of three centuries of physics to be made to destroy the world. Right. And things like that that I think pay a lot of respect. And then you see this man is his life sucks. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's living in the depression of what he did and all of these scientists did, but it was going to happen regardless. Burdened by glorious purpose. And I think it really showed that it was the U.S. government being kind of a jerk, like assholes the entire time. We need to show our power. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. Showing the power and then like using his communist ties oh, against sure. him. Well, especially and- back then when that, when, when that was happening, like even before the war, during the war, like, yeah, it was right. all- Right, it was crazy. It was like, just because he thinks people should be free thinking doesn't mean that he's going to go send- aid to russia right yeah so i thought it was i thought it was well executed for what i was very afraid yeah. to watch yeah uh well look covered a lot of stuff here today but make sure that you guys uh are very curious what you think about jordan peele's next movie are you, are you on board with it do you want to see it are you excited do you like him as a filmmaker and nolan same thing what's your favorite nolan movie throw that in the comment section one last bone to pick with you which really isn't a bone but it is okay your pictures on Instagram when it comes to your Christmas dinners. Yes. I hate that I've never been invited and oh. I understand why. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I see you with a picture of that sushi. The sushi. I wish that I could walk through pictures. Right. And just wait until everyone's back was yes. turned, grab it, it's run It's the back best in. holiday ever for my family. You I should come. You guys don't are invited. Don't, don't, no one needs to be invited in my family. I'll come myself. Um, <laughs> Because what you understand is, like, I don't love turkey. Okay. So Christmas this year, we don't normally do turkey. We use turkey on- A roast. We do, the only time I really, smoked turkey I like, but we did, um, we usually do, my wife makes a brisket on Christmas. Oh, okay, that's nice. That's great. on, On Christmas Eve is my favorite. It's baked ziti and baked chicken. Okay, that's amazing. Yeah, but she couldn't do it this year because she had acid reflux. And so she couldn't eat it. So I was like, I don't want to. Yeah, thanks for making everything. What are you eating? Oh, Oh, my God. Salad without dressing? So we had to do, we had, had, the food was good. We had a shepherd's pie. We had something else. It was delicious. My wife's a phenomenal cook. But I was bummed because I was looking forward to that. An Italian dinner. Christmas. And then I see this picture of this sushi. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, no, don't be sorry because I just stared at it for like. Yeah. In, it's in, the best yeah, sushi. In, in the way that Brett scrolls up and finds like we we call we we call his Roxy checked his thing. He's like, he's we look at his Instagram. Then we're looking. He looks at filth. And <laughs> in the way that he looks at filth, I was looking at the sushi. Food. Yeah. yeah That's your so, algorithm. Who makes the sushi? 
It's my favorite. Sometimes I will make it, yeah. but the, every when I make it for this many people, I go to my favorite sushi place in San Diego, which is it's, it's called Miyazaki's. I think I think I've heard Miyazaki's. It's on. Where is it in the? Is it it's in, in Com- Del Mar. Okay. Yeah. Oh man, it's so good. It looks. Yeah, it is okay. really amazing. I'm coming over next. Okay. Time. Yeah, right. you're invited. All right. No, I invited myself. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us here today, Steph. Where can I find you? Uh, at Steph Sabron, the World Girls. We're Darina has left us, but today's our or Wednesday's our first episode with just me and Roxy. Are you recruiting a new World Girl, or is it just gonna be the two of you guys? Um, well, the body's still warm, right. so we're not yet. Uh, so it'll just be us. Oh, for the now. Stexy channel. So it's not it's not out of the question. So JT still has a shot. <laughs> JT a has a shot. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Thanks for joining us, guys. Appreciate it. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere podcasts are found. We'll see you on the flip side. Bye. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.